There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week in league, the NRL puts the kibosh on Billy Slater's entry into the Hall of Fame despite Darren Lockyer insisting that no other player comes close. The Australian Medical Association declares Chicken McNuggets a superfood as Jack Bird looks set to make a shock return. Following a man of the match performance versus the Cowboys earlier in the season, the goalpost adds another three Dalian points to his total with a try assist for the Roosters. Plus, we look forward to all the action for round 19 of the 2018 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 296 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And it's a very special uh, daytime episode again. My favourite time to record episodes in the daytime. In the day. But, uh, mm. but you know, it does affect work days and stuff like that. And I know that we've both got busy weeks, so I'm not yes. going to fuck around with it. With the news this week, um, I didn't write anything down, but I mean, last night, lucky we, we were recording today in the daytime, because last night we saw the uh, announcement of the uh, inductees into the uh, the Rugby League Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, fair to say, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the, uh, with the, the, first, the first batch because uh, one third, a full one third of the inductees are, are, are legendary no, it's fucking Manly players. Batch. This is the first batch in like a decade. No. Brandy yeah. was inducted. Yeah, this is, this, this, they haven't done it for like a decade. Maybe even longer. It was like around 2008 for the centenary. No, no, Brandy was inducted like a couple of months ago. They've already done a round this year. Oh, really? Yeah, your manly people are the fucking second batch rejects. This is they've got a hundred inaugural members in two thousand and eight, and then these other six are going in there. Where's fucking Brand- when's Brandy fucking going there? Because this batch here, these are the ones from this year. They had they earlier named like people who were like eligible, like the ones they were going to select from. But this is not the oh, this is the the inductees here. Are uh, the of uh, obviously. Uh, the Mighty Beaver, which I'm very, very happy. Uh, uh, Cliffy. Petro. I've got no problem no, with that. No, too. sorry. The, um... I was going to fucking say, man. Yeah, Brand, Brandy, Brand, Brandy ain't shit. We'd... But there's two things for Brandy. There's, there's two possibilities for him here. There's a fork in the road. It's an all or nothing play. They're, mm. they're holding him out because, he's, because they're going to make him an immortal. Or yeah, he can just okay. go fuck himself forever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Petro, Petro, obviously. The thing, the thing that I, I like about... Um, these guys is, I mean, although you know it's arguable that Gordon Tallis be on the on the field. I mean, he was a, he was a fucking tool, but he wasn't a guy that went around like you know raping chicks at Alhambra Bar and things like yes, that. Yes, hundred percent. In the and although he was a member of the Broncos, you know, in one of the the, the most peak drug usage fucking yes. you know off field hush hush bullshit. And all, 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 yeah, in that whole pre social media camera phone. Yes. Like back in the day when someone could take a picture with their phone and there was some <laughs> doubt about who the person was. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, the, the flip like phones. Rainy fucking. <laughs> the flip phones just didn't yeah. quite. The, the old yeah. Motorola, one of those razors, they didn't quite have the camera oh, <laughs> that, that they have today. Yeah. But um, well, that's fucked. Then I retract my previous statement, and this whole exercise is a shambles and a fucking scam, and it's about as legitimate as the fucking Wally Lewis medal. I suspect that they put Gordon Tallis in just to keep Queensland supporters happy, because otherwise, uh, Ricky Stewart, obviously, he was a fantastic, uh, fantastic player. You wouldn't put him at the immortal stage, although he had, you know, some dominant seasons, you know, in the mid in, in his playing career in the mid nineties yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Oh, you know. gorgeous. Um, and uh, Origin as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, he was a dual international as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that they I love that they inducted um Cliffy and Beaver together because you know given they were so instrumental in like you know making each other better players you know with the combination they developed yeah. and had over a, a long yep. period of time. Yep. I also like that that. I feel I feel maybe not so much Petro and Gordon and also um, with Graham from North as well. I mean, like I kind of I mean, I, they, they, he's in there because they needed a Kiwi to to, to keep the, key, the, 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 yeah. the New Zealand fans happy yeah. as well. There's kind of like it's a please everybody list, and then some and then some guys that are in there because they deserve it. And um, it is interesting. I'm... I like it. I, I like that they that Beaver, you know, of like you know modern you know modern players. Like be yeah, you because know, how long how long ago did Talis retire now? I mean, it's a good while ago now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Beaver was ten. Fuck, it's a decade. I mean, he, like he was. He, I mean, he finished in the NRL after two thousand eight Grand Finals. So, yep. I mean, that's even that feels that's ridiculous. But mm. um, it, it, I like to feel it like you know that some of these guys are guys that were amazing players, but not necessarily the types of players they picked to be immortals. Like just using Correct. just using Beaver as an example. Yep. I mean, you know, he, he for a time there he held the record of like the most games, you know, yep. or the second most games. That's it. Um he had he's got the try scoring record for forwards. He's um it never did anything um off field like it, it, not even any whisper about any off field misdemeanors. Wasn't a grub on field, was probably never suspended or if so, you know, barely. Um you know, set up a business like, you know, financial planning stuff where he then runs seminars for the NRL for players so they didn't fritter away their shit and they had something left after they finished their career. Yeah. Like a dude like that yep. who wasn't a halfback, so probably wouldn't be like, or, or a playmaking type of guy, so he wouldn't have been a, like, you know, the type of guy they yep. picked to be an immortal. Yep. However, about as close as, so they put him in the first induction since they, you know, restarted yeah. the system. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a nice reward. The only thing I, I would have liked, and... I see this the first time round. The I, I probably would have liked to have gone back a little bit more, because you still have that whole era of players. Well, they did have those. They, they did have the hundred they put in there in two thousand and eight, and there are like a yeah, bunch yeah, of no, guys in there. But I'm I'm talking about you know guys, guys even before that. Like it, I would have loved for this to have been because I say it a lot. Rugby league is a generational game. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't. Um, come from a family that's AFL yep. and all of a sudden just develop a passion for rugby league. Yep. You know, maybe yep. you move to Queensland or New South Wales from Victoria. And you pick it up and maybe you're the first one that starts that's that it. starts it for your line. But, but yeah. I, I, I think that there's still enough of a link to the past in rugby league. Like I, I'll tell you what, my grandfather was a um, St. George supporter. Yep. And he was a St. George supporter because... He worked with a bunch of blokes who played for St. George. Yep. And so you would just duck down and see your mates play yep. on the weekend. Yep. You've come a long way and we're a professional game now, but there's still something beautiful about that, that in our yeah. history. Yeah. And I really would have liked a little bit more of... the These were the guys who you know, 
had a job and played the game, who, you know, for fuck's sake, were, you know, a, a bunch of them were, were prisoners of war. Yeah. And, and then played footy after that. Well, maybe, you know? may, well, maybe that's part of why Beaver's there. Because he was the be- the beautiful, clean-skinned, legendary player that allowed North Sydney Bears refugees to find a new club <laughs> in the Manly Sea Eagles. So he's basically what, what I'm trying to say here is he's like he's like like Beavs, Beavs like the Oscar Schindler of rugby league, <laughs> and, and he got all these uh, disgruntled disgruntled Bear supporters and. Uh, Employed them in his rugby league factory of sorts and spared them from a a lifetime without supporting a side. Oh, okay. I thought you said that he, you know, (laughs) know, in in his youth, spent a couple of years shelling someone of Asian descent. (laughs) Fire in the hole! Look, there's an extra angle there that I can take, but I'm not going to refuse (laughs) because I'm above it. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what. Look, we're not going to double down on your fucking... (laughs) Your dear man of bullshit from last week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, uh, excellent. The only thing that I don't like about it, I don't like that it's just like, oh, here's an announcement. Yeah. I think, I mean, I I would hate hate to to hold up um, professional wrestling as a sport per se, but as like a, as an entertainment thing, the way they do that the, the their hall of fame is they do it the right way. They have their inductees, mm-hmm. and you know who they are, mm-hmm. and they sort of announce in advance who they're going to be, or they kind of leak out who's who it's going to be, and then then there's like an official announcement. Then come the night when they actually they have a thing, and I don't know, do you do it on you know with the Dally M's? I, I don't know, but then what they do is then they have someone who was like either instrumental in the career or you know somehow tied to the person who's been inducted then they come out and they do a speech about them and yeah. then like and then induct them then the person comes out and does a speech and it's actually like a really it's a big thing well they do the same thing in the rock and roll hall of fame yes yeah you exactly know? yeah and, and that's that's where you get all these guys you get fucking country and western guys and yep. um grungy guys and yep you know, hard rock guys and all that and they all get together mm-hmm. you know fantastic yeah so i think they I, they should do more about that and you know what they, they you know they may too they may have do have a thing and say they may do. but i'd just like it to be more also, like where the, is it well wasn't it like you know wasn't it like philip street somewhere isn't like, that where it is at the moment i got no idea i thought they got turned into a roaming i can't remember were they doing a roaming thing i got no fucking idea the fact that we're even having this discussion exactly. says how bullshit it is i but mean that's a, you know i'd love to do the, the equivalent of a pilgrimage yeah, yeah. Um, how how do you do great sporting pilgrimages in Australia? Well, yeah, you know, it's really going to a ground to a game, isn't it? Like yeah. to a certain game, a certain ground, or something like that. That's it. You know? yeah. But you know, there's um, I'd I'd love to go down and you know maybe if they what well, they have it at the SFS. Yeah, you know, I, I know that that still technically yeah. exists. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, charge twenty bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. Charge twenty bucks to get in, and, and when walk they die, when and... they die, you can embalm them and have them there, like you know, like Madame Tussauds, except like real, like because they're like yeah. accurate looking. <laughs> See, you think you're being funny, but there was some rapper that got shot. Oh, really? And at his a rapper wa- getting shot shocked me. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't a rapper. That was just like a dude, wasn't it? I don't know. I think that, that was just, that was like a dude but from the hood at his wake. Yeah, and he was set up, but he, he was... wasn't embalmed though, like per se. He was like, you know, like yeah, not, he... not permanently. He was like, he was like the embalming that they were going to put him in the ground, yeah, or whatever. That's but, it. Yeah, he he wasn't like like for permanent preservation, like Lennon or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but he was set up. That was a guy that was set up yeah. in, the, in the in the lawn chair playing PlayStation, yeah. like set up with his PS3 or something, that's PS4. It. Yeah, mm. that's. That, that, like, that's really, it wasn't that hood. That, that, that's really fucking weird. That, like, yeah. can you, like, you imagine going to that wake? Yeah. And like, I don't know. 
<laughs> you think you there'd know, be some people that have a problem with that presentation? Your modern sensibilities. <laughs> you remember back in the day in the fucking Wild West, you know, you'd get a photo taken with a dead child. Why? Google Wild West dead child photographs. But okay, now what's the rationale? Is it your child? Yeah. So, well, so your, your, child, your kids die young because of kids yeah, die. disease and whatnot. You yeah. know, your, your kid gets tuberculosis and it dies. There would be a photographer. You would dress the kid up and prop it up in the weird position and take a family portrait. So this is like why it's still warm. Yeah. Well, well, well I, don't, I don't know. but Do they make the eyes open so it's like... <laughs> there's some creepy fucking photographs on the... Oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. Do not Google dead kid photograph. You'll end up on a watch list. <laughs> Make sure it's Wild West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's that is uh, that's terrible. And um, speaking of olden days, Luke Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> segue, <laughs> has announced his NRL retirement. Um, man, it, a huge, a, a legendary career for yeah. Luke Lewis. Uh, one of those guys that's uh, never going to be an immortal. But fuck me, just the just the just the fact that he won premierships well over a decade apart. Yeah, it's just it's just tremendous to me, and 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 also the fact that his career, it was the kind of like like Ruben Wiki, where mm. it was it finished in such a a, a remotely you know completely yeah. different place yep. than it began. Yep. I mean he was a, he was a winger you know and, and he, he played for New South Wales and you know he was one of Gus's blue bloods who you know yep. he loved forever built for Origin you know great winger then gradually turned into this grizzled you know forward Lock, yeah. <laughs> taking intercepts and getting um, getting almost getting there most of the time. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. I, you talk about the the difference between you know effort players and and talent players. Yep. You don't stick around mm-hmm. for as long as Luke Lewis did, unless you are an effort player. Exactly, and you know what? I I dare say he was ex- he was extremely talented as well. But as the speed and and that sort of thing died off. Then he had the effort, you know. Then, then the effort is what kept him and found, you know, a second career yeah. for him in the forwards. That's it. And he's uh, going to finish. Well, currently he's he's uh, 18th on the all-time games list, which mm. is uh, makes a lot of sense given the longevity. Um, and especially when you consider, you look at that all-time games list. Yeah. You know, uh, you're still comparing people who play in the professional era. And yes. I know the training's better, etc. Yep. But there's more force. There's more mm-hmm. speed. You're being hit harder. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And when you spent time in the forwards as well, I mean, yeah, it is a it is a, a big thing. And so they reckon he'll finish just outside the top ten, you know, provided he doesn't, uh, you know, suffer any catastrophic yep. injuries. That's it. But uh, he started in uh, every position barring the front row and fullback. It really surprised me that he didn't start at the start in the fullback at least at fill in at some stage for someone, you know, because it's very common for winners yeah. these days to to drop back, you know, in injury or you yep. know, whatever period. Yep. But, yep. Um, Oh, I think I think that was just back. I'm sure then. he's covered in a game situation, but yeah, uh, it was just back in yeah. the day when you you just took what opportunity came in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he was playing in um, I think in the juniors. He was no, he wasn't. He wasn't a fullback in the juniors. I think he was a centre. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, you know, and and then had the the brilliant combination with the two Lukes, Lewis and Rooney, um, and yeah. You know, what a stark change of fortunes. You know, if you look at 2003 era, yep. Lewis and Rooney, yep. 
Rudy was probably the the more touted talent of the two. Those two were, when I think about those two back in that era, I mean, they were definitely sort of on a par, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, you're one of them who, who's gone on to have an incredibly long NRL career. And uh, and one way you say, what what he's doing? Oh, you went, you went over and played rugby in Europe. And then what? Now he's just living the quiet life. Who knows, yeah. But, sitting, um, on his, sitting on his French millions, it, on yeah. his francs and on his <laughs> euros, I guess. Well, he's probably a francs when he was probably using them. <laughs> um, but without any fact-checking, I would say holds the record for the the uh, length of time between premierships in the modern game. I think modern game, definitely. And the reason why I say that is because I cannot for the fucking life of me think of anyone else who uh I mean the other the other one is you know Thurston is you know close yeah but off the you know because technically remember that was that's 2004 to 2015 but it's 2003 yeah, well, it was, it was 2016 so yeah so, so you yeah. can't do it yeah Thurston's the only one I can think of who's that's anything it. anything like that ballpark yep, so that's it. uh and then you had you know and you had Beave in Luke 90s. Lewis never fucking raped anyone in Coffs Harbour that's right so anytime the talk of JT becoming an immortal comes up Lewis will get the nod ahead of him automatically. Yeah, and also we can't forget that uh, yeah, like yeah, Beave was ninety ninety six to two thousand eight, so that's like that's ballpark as well. It's better than JT, but not not it's still one less than uh, than Lewis. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, fucking, I'd loved someone to throw a name. Yeah. Um, because then we because yeah, I was just thinking other ones. I had like you had, uh, you had you had Joey G. He was two thousand eleven back. Yeah, so yeah, so he he, he falls short. Uh, yeah, well, he was in that 2003. Yeah, that's well. right. Yeah, so um, I mean, he had a good break, but not yeah, nothing yeah, like Lewis. That's it. Um, so, whew. and and again, you know, you, yet on top of that, he's had the longest gap. Yep. But also was still an instrumental player in that well, side. He got the he fucking Clive a, Churchill. Yeah. He, yeah. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he wasn't a you know um, Thurston coming in and just filling in. He wasn't grand final. He, he wasn't. He, or, he wasn't like he wasn't like Heath, Heath Strange um, backing up Matt Bell yeah, in, exactly. in the two thousand eight Manly exactly. side so. after the Storm were down twenty eight nil. Yeah, or, or he wasn't a, a fringe bench player to yeah, yeah. to come on. So, yep, yeah, exactly. No, fantastic and, career. Yeah, absolutely. Recaps. We, uh, we of course, we want to bust through these ones quickly because <laughs> it's the first game on Friday, the the pub slot game. The Sharkies twenty four defeat the Panthers twelve uh, out there at Panthers uh, out there at Panthers Stadium. Crowd just under twelve thousand. The uh, Sharkies there are uh, twenty four came tries to Katoa, a double of Holmes and uh, young Matt Moylan. Town sent four of four conversions and uh, the Panthers had tries to Blake and Harawira Naira, uh, one conversion to Luai and a penalty goal. Very wise man once said to me, never argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Very, oh, I love that phrase. Now, Penrith made the mistake of arguing with a fucking idiot. <laughs> Seriously. The, the worst mistake you can make when you're playing the Cronulla Sharks is to get into a grindy arm wrestle of a game. Yes. Because that, that is their fucking 
their home. They live there. They know all the fucking secret exits. They, they'll get you every single time. The problem, you, the problem that you're saying that Penrith faced was, is that is that Cronulla were born in the they were born in the, in the arm wrestle, and Penrith merely tried to adopt it. <laughs> um, but it. You look at the couple of times that Penrith actually did try and build some pressure. You know whether, yep. whether they forced an error um, of Cronulla coming out, or whether they they forced a repeat set. Cronulla cracked pretty fucking easily. Yep. But if you get into that sort of game where it's well, we'll throw a set at you, and then let you throw a set at us, and then we'll throw a set at you, then they're going to beat you every single time. They'll just wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. What they need to do, and and it's no comment on the origin players missing because it's something I've said about Penrith all, all year. Yep. Is to just finish their sets off and control. If you can dictate to Cronulla where they start their sets and how they start their sets. Yep. Every single time, or as much as you can, then they're not a hard team to beat. Yep. Um, but this is fucking Griffin Ball one hundred and one. You know, don't do any fucking research on your opposition and, and don't formulate any sort of fucking game plan specific to what they do. It... Having said that, though, I mean, you had forcibly rested you know, your origin players, including your halves, mm-hmm. which would account for a large number of the, the, the game plan execution and the game management and control. For two weeks, we've known that the origin players were going to be rested. Yeah, that's it, true, but I mean, like I'm, talk, I'm, I'm more decision. talking about the ability of the new combinations to be able to execute the game plan, or yeah. or at least do their job under you know pressure. That, you know, again, the one thing the Sharks do is you know they're going to bring pressure they defensively. Certainly they certainly do, and and, and I'll, I'll say it a lot. Rugby league's a game where fatigue matters, and how you manage yourself under fatigue is is the biggest skill, right? Yep. And it's yep. fucking hard. It is fucking hard. But uh, a six and seven who are in the top grade for one or two games, yeah, you know, they should have the ability to be at least trying for repeat sets. So I'm not saying they don't have the ability to do so. I think they got a bit high, high off their own supply last week about how yeah, well they, yeah, they pounded knows? the Warriors. Um, but again, if, if you're the coach, that's your fucking job. Hey, I've got yep. two debu- uh, you know, debutantes and what may as well be a debutant. Yeah. So I should predict that they've had a great game and especially one of them. You know, I may feel that it's come, you know, so it's all coming a little bit easier. During the week, make sure that he's prepared for when we come up against this next week. Yep. That's your fucking job. Yep. So... Um, with Penrith, it's just a, a case of the the consistency. You know, yep. they had one of those fantastic games against the Warriors. The ability's there, um, but it's getting these young guys to do it week in, week out. Um, and to their credit, Cronulla just did exactly what they had to do. They got in, they twisted the screws, they frustrated them. Um, and Matt Moylan did exactly what Cronulla bought Matt Moylan to do. Finally, and uh, just um, very uh, highly unfortunate that it had to be. Uh... Oh, and, he, know, he had to, he had to cuck it. Marin again. Well, look, I, I heard Seguiaro come out during the week and he was talking about Penrith and, you know, how they always want to get up for it. Yep, so, yep, you yep. know, the, the Cronulla players have realised... It's a very manufactured new rivalry, but, I mean, rivalries have got to start somewhere, right? They do, they yeah. do, but it's a, the, the Sharks players have realised as well now that they've had, they've had their moment. Yeah. So they work towards that first premiership. And they've peaked. And now the players are starting to realise that the club has nothing to look forward to in the future ever again. <laughs> so, they, and, you know, I, I give Seguiara credit for this. Do you say ever again or do you say 50 years? No, ever again. Ever. Okay, ever. cool. 
um, that you know, he, he's trying to give their fans a reason for the club to feel relevant, and that that is that is an honourable thing to do. Yep. You know, to those um, poor make Australia great again fans that Cronulla has. Yeah. Yep. Make Cronulla great again. Now, just just know that uh, you'll not see another premiership. <laughs> And maybe your children won't. <laughs> Cronulla Sharkies. The Sharks with a great win over the Panthers. Gus and his pussycats fall short on Moylan's return to Hicksville. Hashtag Moylan over Maloney. Well, I mean, you know, Maloney kind of wasn't there. You know, he was rested did because he's uh, playing, cause he was playing Origin. And uh, <laughs> Moylan did, but didn't this time. He's wearing a sky blue. <laughs> Big sexy Moylan, which is the rebranded Special K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, young Matt Moylan, cover me in your seed, then dip me in breadcrumbs and let me be your dinner, you beautiful bastard. He's moved on somewhat from Val Holmes, it seems. So hang on, hang on. Yes. When Kay's cooking fucking chicken fingers, right? Yeah, I'm not eating fucking snitties at his place, does, does, ever. Is he fucking beaten off on them, then breadcrumbing them, then eating him himself? Because that's, that's basically what he's asking Matt Moylan to do. Well, they say they... they it's it's like it's beaten egg, not beaten sea. <laughs> the Knights eighteen defeat the Eels sixteen. Uh, up in Newcastle, crowd just under sixteen thousand. The uh, Knights eighteen tries to Watson, two dads, and Mitchell Pierce. Co two or three conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels sixteen came from tries to Vave, Moses, and Norman. And Gutho two of three conversions. A sad night for for, for Gutho. Um, <laughs> Probably his first genuine shocker yeah. under the under the under the Eels banner, yeah. considering he's been at times the the only shining light in the side. Um, this is this is the oh, I tell you, Parramatta like they 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 look set to to win the spoon, but they they're definitely not playing like the worst side for large portions mm. of matches. Yeah. I mean, they started this match off on fight like that try to Vave at the start was just like a hit and spin and just straight over was like the easiest fucking thing exactly. you've ever seen. And it looked and it was, it was looking ominous for the Knights. I mean, they managed to crawl, claw their way back into it and then went on with it. And then the most Parramatta thing to do ever <laughs> is to, after 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 an hour of or, or some fucking period of time of non-offense, yep. they generate something right in the buzzer and they fuck it. Here's the thing, though. You're right. It was moments in this game. Um, like, all of a sudden, maybe Jared Haynes has been told he... He won't be playing next year unless he does something. I don't know. But, maybe, uh, maybe just dreaming of a contract. Exactly. Anything. Um, but there's been a lot of talk about his position. I, he is the sort of player, and you saw it in that Fiji game he played, where the more he can have his hands on the ball, you've got about an 80% chance of it being a better yeah. turnout than him being out in the centres. Um it it was the effort and the teamwork that those couple of players showed. Like there was a the first try that he was involved in, and the second one where he sort of made that stop starty run. Yep. And so it was the effort and the support that went along with that. Yep. That I think's been missing from Parramatta. Um, the, I think the penalty at the end was just the ultimate Parramatta. It was just the yeah. Say what you want about it, but the. They did themselves out of enough opportunities with handling to let Newcastle back in the game. Yep. And then the penalty right at the end. Um, the only thing I can think of is that Tim Manor actually has got 
fucking Christ's attention. <laughs> and he's watching him every single game. And he's actually making things happen. So at the end of the day, Tim throws his head back in disgust. <laughs> because those fucking eyebrows are that big that when he throws his head back, they would fucking tickle the holy chotus. <laughs> that, that's all I can think of, so... Uh, Parramatta, you're cursed. Fuck you all. Now they're acting, that, like the way this game went, the penalty and then the try that, that they had the chance to score it then and couldn't quite bring it. That's that's a cursed territory now. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I'm going to read his name out. He's, he's getting some tweets on the show now. So, uh, underscore X Factor underscore Cuck underscore <laughs> X Factor spelled X F C T R. Watching cancer take my granddad was less painful than watching this game. <laughs> Heavy underscore Nova. Ooh. Poor Sione. Signs a new deal. Now he's an omelette. And, uh, is, he, is he on the like, the most down low Matai clone ever? Oh, yeah. The, the, the thing about him is what a, what a spectacular... Like you, you chart his life achievements <laughs> and like he's he, he was practically a fetus when he somehow got selected for Australia. There was a bidding war over himself and two brothers. And now it's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> His manager was a fucking god back then. Like that was the that was one of the most. He's almost like if, if Steve Maddai fucked Dallas Johnson. <laughs> yeah. So he had like all the all the the, the, the physicality and intent of Maddai, but with all the the CTE or <laughs> no all all the fucking cat biscuitness of getting oh. hurt every 30 seconds of Matai. Oh. Matai was hurt every fucking with, every every second he played with the fucking Dallas Johnson thing of it almost always being his fault <laughs> <laughs> Dallas yeah, Dallas Johnson reminds me a lot of myself in my day <laughs> trying to be Trevor Gilmeister and getting knocked out <laughs> knocking, knocking the guy out and myself yeah. and then spewing for a couple of days after fun yes. the biggest tiger for two teams who both had trouble in attacking attacking and defending all game, it's not at all surprising that it ended with one team not being able to stop them from scoring, but the other team not being able to score it. Hashtag funny game rugby league. Lovely. Mario Siegs underscore. That reserve grade game was entertaining. What time's first grade? Come on. Jay Bartley, 90. How many games you played, mate? Yeah, how many other games you played? Yeah. How many games? Period. Yeah. I can travel Of anything. One. Of anything. Except yeah. for words of friends. <laughs> Jay Bartley, 90. As if a 30-year-old, a 30-year premiership drought isn't enough, let's just go ahead and find the most agonising ways to lose football matches while we're at it. Thanks for keeping that wooden spoon warm for us. Castle, we'll take it from here. Yeah. Hashtag life of a Niels fan. I think the only one left, I remember someone a couple of weeks ago tweeted, like, I think it might be Voodoo Rock, tweeted that there's like really like forfeits about the only option there. Like they need to get a forfeit, lose by forfeit mm. to, to get the full set for the season. But maybe maybe there, there might be a situation where they can lose one by so many players injured that they have like 11 Can't left continue. on, you know, there's like yeah. 11. I mean, what, what point, I mean, what, in the rules, what, what, what is that point? Is there a point? Continues to say, fuck it, we're going to we're going to gut in here and, 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 try and try and hold people out with a four-man overlap? There'd have to be an official Number I'm which sure you would there, pull a pin, there right? would be. Well, do you remember the when was the game called off for lightning? Oh fuck yeah, okay. You remember that? Yeah, the, yeah. There was a there was that. Uh, it was a, it was an East game, I think at SFS, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there, there was a game yeah. called off, and it was 
Um, was it called off or was it just like there was just a, like a, a massive half time? I'm, I, no, I'm pretty sure it was called off for weather, as in it didn't even start. Oh, okay. And there was a, a whole bunch of, of throw up about, you know, hang on, no, we, we play in snow and did it. And it was like, no yeah. cunts, it's lightning. Yeah. They're on yeah. a flat surface. Yeah, snow, okay. You, 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 you know? slip on your coccyx and then you don't yeah. get fucking deep fried from yeah, the inside. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure there would be. But there'd still be cunts whinging about it. Yeah. You know, if, if there was a forfeit, the person that, oh, well, you know, they could have scored they six get, tries. They and, get paid six times what a fucking yeah. Australian fucking average income is. Oh, I'm talking know. about punters. Oh, I, oh, I was because like they're, punters in betting, betting yeah, punters. Yeah, they're, okay. they're the ones that always fucking winch. Yeah, that's true. You know, because everything's paid on 80-minute result. If there's no 80-minute result... The house, win- yeah, the house yeah, keeps house it. House yeah. wins. Yeah. Then there's the whole, I had them 13 plus, and they were versus 11, so they would have definitely scored fucking 10 tries. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. anyone that knows anything about uh, calling off games because of injuries? Yeah, know. yeah. Okay, uh, the uh, Rabbits 24 defeated the Doggy 6 at ANZ, crowd of just over 14,000 on Saturday afternoon. The uh, Rabbits, their tries came through a hat-trick to Robert Jennings, Adam Reynolds with another one, uh, three or four conversions and penalty goal for Reynolds as well. The uh, Doggies try to Raymond Smith, Reese Martin with a penalty goal. This one... Another game custom-made for, for James Chapman. Pretty much went exactly as everybody on the planet anticipated. Yeah, perhaps not the margin that you would have anticipated, but still, you know, plenty. A very comfortable and easy win. I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with, with the margin. You remember, Souths had that game against the Cowboys Yep. where the Dick Finger Burgi started to creep back in. And and that, I think, was a massive risk. And so they're, they're coming out of that. Yeah, they're sitting first on the ladder. Mm-hmm but they're coming out of a couple of shockers where the old errors of, of shitty Souths had crept back in. Um, then you look at the fact that the dogs were relatively good, especially in the middle of the field. I think that's the, um, that's the, the, the descriptor you can use from the do- for the dogs pretty much. Relatively. <laughs> at times in this game, the dogs were relatively good. <laughs> Some were actually or surprisingly good. Because I mean, there's times when they're fucking... Like, yeah. they're, 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 not, they're not playing the way at times... The and portions in games they're playing like they could fucking beat anybody. Yep. The only problem is it's either for a full games against someone that doesn't matter, mm. or it's um, part of games where they let it slip. But this one, yeah, I mean, it. you know, big standout here was Cook. Um, you know, he. We discussed before Origin that we were excited to see somebody who wasn't that classic, mm-hmm. make forty tackles in a game and and fuck yourself and leave yourself nothing in attack that New South Wales had had. For so long, I tell you what though, isn't it funny though the, the advent of Cook or or the the strategizing and and player development of Seabold has actually made Farah into less of what he was and yeah. more of, more of a Cook too. I mean, That's we'll get it. to that, but um, but you to stand up here, they're backing up from from an Origin game. Yep, Cook still made forty plus tackles in this game, and not mm-hmm. that he's a bad defender; he's not a poor defender. But he's never been that. I'll make everyone else's tackle for them. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just, just you know, it's, you know, it's just the fact of life for hookers as well. I mean, they're they're in the, they're in the middle they and are. they're they're getting a lot of traffic at them. But it for him to do that, but it not detract at all from his offensive game. Yeah, this is I would say one of the best games I've seen him play. Yep, it's fantastic. Um, 
JSJ Hogan said, oh, well, that was a disappointing way to spend my Saturday afternoon. On the plus side, I can't wait for Chapo to bang on about how much he loves Holland. <laughs> Hashtag changes need to be made. Uh, that G- fucking club can keep that cunt there. Ever since yeah. he fucking beat Penrith in his debut game with a kick yeah. from the sideline, <laughs> you fucking stay there and rot. <laughs> fucking GT351 underscore Johns. When you don't expect much, it's not very disappointing. I'll always support my doggies, but the rest of the comp and NRL I don't care about. Bring on the World Cup final and, and EPL. Fuck, oh, man. That's sad. That's, a, that, that's, that's the saddest thing to see a rugby league fan when they get to that stage where they don't expect to win every game. You know what well, I mean? Like you can... Also, the, you know, you can't be there thinking that the fucking world's against you and the NRL competition's a fraud and it's this, <laughs> this, 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 this. Yeah. Your club got fucked by Hasler and Raylene Castle and that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. They picked the coach uh, who probably probably wasn't quite up to it yet. Yeah. And, but because of the culture <laughs> and the passion. <laughs> and uh, There was a band in the 90s that had, like, culture with a K, wasn't there? Oh, probably. Maybe you should get them as your mascots, Canterbury. Get them to open every fucking <laughs> game for you. Um, <clears throat> all right, all right. Oh, he's got still proud to be a bulldog. Okay. Um, Deformo96 says, uh, does Chapo have a magazine or something I could subscribe to? I wish, <laughs> I wish these bulldogs keep going along on their crappy ways for our entertainment. <laughs> it's like, sorry, dude. Um, and Chapo, of course. Carrot Holland is truly the worst cunt to ever play first grade. He's that fucking bad they purposely cut him out of the play to score because they were scared he'd fuck it up. Hashtag Holland out. Hashtag uh, kick Souths out again. Hashtag Sons of Glory Holes. Tell you what. You know what I've heard about Carrot Holland? What's that? He does not welch on a bet. Yes. If he makes a bet, even if he loses, he sticks to that bet. Because, you know, being a carrot is one thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still not as bad as someone that welches on a bet. I would agree. Chapo. Froth Rocket 87 said, uh, and this is a ser- on a serious note, cheers Bulldogs for supplying tickets for all my family and and the player meet up for my Uncle Tim with terminal cancer. Much appreciated. So there you go, doggies. Yeah, well done, doggies. Not getting it right on field, but, uh, you know, good thing off no, field. No, that's spectacular. Good stuff. Melbourne Storm 14 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 13 at Brookie. A crowd of just under 10,000 in attendance. The Storm's points came from tries to Suley and Croft. Smith, two of two penalty, uh, sorry, conversions and a penalty goal. The uh, Manly points came from a double to Sean Lane. Uh, Cherry Evans, one of two conversions, a penalty and a field goal. Now, this is a... A lot has made like the Storm. Well, the Storm had, you know, like you know, a couple of Origin guys out. Let me tell you, Manly had a couple of first graders in <laughs> out of the total side. Um, and look, the way they went about their business in the first half, or probably the first 20 minutes, was great. I, like I, The game plan was good. The execution was good. And I think that the thing that's really killing them at the moment, because of the massive injury toll, is the fact that they're... When, the, the bench forwards that they have to swap out when Fanua Blake and Tapao have, have finished their their stint, mm. they're just not anywhere near as good to keep the thing because the whole the whole game plan or the whole success success of the game plan is predicated on on those guys punching in the middle when the ball gets turned into them and if you're not actually punching in and pushing them back in the middle. Then it just yeah you know, it doesn't work and that's what they, I think they yeah. found in the second half. I think Barrett took way too long to put to to put him back on in the second half as well. I think to turn the tie because I mean they really it started going against them in terms of like Cameron Smith just started managing the the Storms game a little bit better and um and and to just and the, 
they, they just started standing up to it in the middle a bit more, as well as like you know they, they couldn't buy a fucking penalty or anything like. But I mean that's you know that's just, you know, another Cameron Smith specialty as well. Um, but for all that, I mean you know to lose to lose essentially to to uh, try for forward pass and and just luck, bad luck. Because I'm not going to rest for because let's face it, every fucking week, not every club, but like. Every week, a club or two clubs or three clubs, like we go forward, you know, like the Titans, for example, this week as well. There's something that's just, you know, just does your fucking head in. But at the end of the day, this really just came down to the bad, just bad fucking luck. I mean, like that fucking, the ball bouncing off Hodkinson's head. <laughs> and then, you know, and then kind of that guy to get the penalty. The penalty was, the penalty was completely fine. Like it was, it was correct. But it's just, it was just fucking bad luck. Yeah, that's um, it. And, uh, Gee, they came within a whisker of fucking taking the storm out twice in season. Not many clubs to fucking get that. West did. Well, yeah. I mean, so you're not as good as West. Well, they did it at the start of the season, the first four weeks, when the storm had to rebuild their fucking spine after a dynasty period, and then you could call that the pinnacle of West. And now you look at the, now you look at West. They were like on the top of the ladder at that time, or maybe in the top couple, maybe on four and against. You're, so you're still just listing things that West have done that you and haven't then, this year. And then, then they just went. Shh, Decline all yeah, the way down. 100%. Yeah, so so it's it's all right. I mean, I think I just feel like the storm weren't the storm then. I mean, the storm last week they fucking anal fisted. The they 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 anal fisted the dragons last week. I'm saying they come they they, they smashed the top team. This is fucking storm at its peak, not storm fucking you know rebuilding from the the debris of the friendship fallout from Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk and all. No, the it's headings. storm with you know all their stars out. Oh. Are you trying to tell and me you had fucking... your ten million dollar man in that couldn't beat a team? Hey, of he fucking he fucking did great too. Cherry Evans, the best thing that ever happened to the Tribovitches and Cherry Evans is fucking Origin this year. Are you turning they into fucking... a fucking Queenslander? They you fucking... basically awarded him the Wally Lewis medal in that game. Well, he should have got man of the match in that game without a shadow of a doubt. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ! We will briefly touch on that because this is our first show since then too. I forgot about that entirely because um, we don't need to talk about Wally Lewis medal bullshit. Uh, Mario Siegs underscore this tweet I just want to get up and put it on front street that I'm not fucking I do not approve of this message <laughs> not often a team can lose and the fans go with a smile on their faces great effort by Manly they'll take a lot out of that and keep improving Rooters won't know what hit them next week if you, oh, you ever walk away from a loss with a smile on your face dead fucking set you're fucking three steps away from a prayer circle oh yeah exactly or you may as well go to fucking prayer circle now because yeah you know you're, you're fucking grasping for you're grasping for shit you know, that's not real. I'm I'm all fucking lighting candles. Yeah, I mean, you often you know, you know, almost every episode you got to say it when I start shitting on things. I, I do like to light a candle <laughs> rather than curse the darkness. There's a difference between being realistic and being fucking Tim Manor. Yeah, you know exactly. The former '96. What were your thoughts on the referee in last night's Manly game? Fucking woeful. I think the referees did their best to give them bastards a game. Manly couldn't buy a penalty. Hashtag rest fault. Hashtag fuck Melbourne. Hashtag fuck Smith. I think that uh, I think that Dan's a, a Knights fan too, which is which. That's when you know when you know the mortal enemy of your club when they start saying shit like that. <laughs> uh, and we've got Liam who is at Ma fucking Storm fan. So that's M A H F U K N Storm fan. I don't give a fuck. One point win, still a win. That makes six in a row. Hashtag under the radar. Under the radar? Come on, son. You're the fucking storm. The storm never under the radar. I mean, ever. There's a very large radar that does nothing but track storms. <laughs> we have a whole bureau of it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. I mean, that, that tweet was about as accurate as, as Higgins storm chases. 
Um, Raiders 38 to feed the Cowboys 12 uh, in Canberra and uh, a crowd of just under 11,500. The Raiders 38 came from a double to Rapina, a hat-trick to Oldie the man. Uh, Caesar Austin also with tries, uh, Caesar 5 of 6 conversions. The Cowboys 12 came from tries to Coot and Cooper, Thurston 2 of 2 conversions. Canberra in Canberra plus cooked as fuck Cowboys in 2018 equals... uh, Behold. The, the end scoreline, um, th- this game was a lot closer than that would think for a lot longer. Yeah, it was in a, it yeah. was in the balance when, for longer than you think yes. when you look at it, such a massive scoreline, yeah. Um, you know, for, for almost the entirety of the first half, it was neck and neck. Yep. Like when Croker went off, I thought, oh, there eight minutes to go or something in the first, and it was 8-6. Yep. You know, the, and, and with Croker, I mean, with Croker gone, it was like, and my, it, my, my, I was thinking, oh, well, fucking here we go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, at that stage, he he should have come off earlier than that. Like yep. when you're fucking buckling under your own weight and yeah. nothing else, and and you weigh like seventy kilos. Yeah, um, <laughs> he probably the, weighs fucking ninety. Kilos the second like time, it was like you know you can see I think mm. he's going to jump. Yeah, well you you got to jump and don't leave the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a fucking glass ceiling right there. You would um you yeah know? you you, um, would, you would think you would think that Robbie's brother fucking went to join the strength <laughs> and conditioning of Canberra the time he was left on the field. Um. Yeah, poor Lockie Coot had had one of his fucking Barry games. Like yeah. he, he does have a couple of season in him, and oh, and oh, this this year it feels like he's got a season worth of a mini one. There was that yeah. one game, like who who was he? Who were they playing early in the season? They had and they had a win, and his kicking game pretty much won it for them. Like just, the second time versus Penrith, he, he yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, um, that might have been the game I was thinking about. And um, but other than that, yeah, generally he's, speaking, um, he's been um, and and unfortunately, it sounds like he is out of favour at the club. Yeah. So, it it can't be simple, you know, going from grand final last year mm-hmm. to being almost spooners mm-hmm. to knowing that the club's looking to buy another fucking fullback. Yeah, yeah. To to get out there to take a, a a pretty strong noggin to probably rethinking that money that they didn't throw down on, yeah, on when they had the chance. Fucking aren't they? Are. But um, the Cowboys just had absolutely no respect for the football. Um. The, the cliche is, you know, winning's a habit and so is losing. But yeah. even when they were in that position, um, you know, Austin came in and, and scored his fucking I'll make you regret making me hate you <laughs> try. <laughs> like he, he just hate fucking the Raiders at every opportunity. Um, then off the kickoff, they, they don't fucking catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cowboys are right back in it. The, the Cowboys of last year, the Cowboys of most seasons, would have fucking smelled the blood in the water. Yep. Because that's exactly where they like to be. Yep. Okay, we're in this, and if we can just do our job and keep things simple, and we don't need to be making ground every set, as long as we're, we're consistent, we'll get up there eventually. Yep. Then we'll have 47 fucking repeat sets on their line at the end of the game and, and get home. At, at one stage, th- their real-time completion was 58%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... And Canberra just took full advantage. So, you know, having Hodgson back in that team certainly helps them. The one thing about Canberra now, I mean, I, I think they, they still they still struggle to get on top of teams and they still struggle with the, you know, I think if, if a team can, can grind them for protracted periods of time, then they, they will fold. And, 100%. But once they get that, once they, they feel, once they get that yeah. point where they the, the back's almost broken, they can, the, the, lately, I mean, they're, they can run some points like, in. Can, Canberra are basically... Chapo's sex life. 
Like for him to go no, out, but for they, him but to go out and do it himself. I've seen them on TV though. They they exist. No. <laughs> For them to go out, you know, him to go out and do it himself, yeah, that's just never going to happen. Yeah, but if somebody buys him a gift certificate to a fucking stilettos, I was going to say, if someone invites him in, <laughs> invites him into the game. But, uh, yeah, so oh. the, the thing out of um, that, yeah, you know, Canberra, they they got all the pieces there. Yep. Um, you talk about the fucking luck gods. They lost Croker. Yeah. Caesar was practicing fucking um, goal kicking and he's done a hammy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, so who have you got in press circles down there, th- Canberra? Things are, yeah, things are shaking up this week, that's for sure. That's Super Grover 4. All credit to Raiders fans for turning up on a one-degree night to watch their team possibly blow a match-winning lead in the last 10 minutes and leave with a rage hotter than the surface of the sun. I suspect he means a raging, raging, raging boner. Um yeah. The Warriors 26 to feed the Broncos 6 at Suncorp in front of a crowd of just under 37,500. And uh, there's two scorelines to this game. The Warriors 26 to feed the Broncos 6, which is the scoreline we saw. I mean, watching the game on the app. Uh, Then there's 26 nil, which is the the score that Broncos fans at the ground saw because they had left before the Broncos got that (laughs) consolation try at the end. Um, The Warriors 26, so double the cutter. Beal, Luke, Parsi with tries. Johnson, three of five conversions. The Broncos, six came from a try to Andrew McCulloch and Isako, one of one conversions. Well, this game gets the award for the worst punch (laughs) ever thrown in the history of any sport ever. And that includes fucking Taiwanese baby kickboxing. (laughs) <laughs> it's only in Taiwan where they do that, is it? Well, well you know, it, um, it's really the only place where they've got the market for it. So, um, the, the Warriors, to their credit, though, they, they looked a lot more, especially in the forwards, like like that dominant, hard rolling team of early. Look, in the, the thing, the thing with the Warriors was they were just fucking. They, they were just up for the game. The forwards yeah. were doing the shit that they wanted to, and then it. It enabled it enabled Sean Johnson to he had so many options he could play out the back I mean like he could do whatever he fucking wanted because mm-hmm. they had so many guys running on, running on the ball in support yes. they had the forwards doing their job uh, Luke was fucking you know beasting it and like and you know rewarded with a fucking try he's that like fucking hell I wasn't mean it? if a little a little fucking he's like that little that little Hercules kid remember what was he called yeah a little kid was like a little bodybuilder yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 fucking... he's like a little he's like a little ten year old kid sized <laughs> person but just fucking <laughs> Just be, just be. He should, he should never have scored that fucking try. No, I mean, he shouldn't. I mean, Milford with the miss, just um, just in case you weren't watching the game, it was Milford ultimately. Um, but uh, just like it just all clicked, it just all clicked yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though: the the Warriors, to to their detriment, oftentimes, and you know the the amount of times we've sat down and talked about a Warriors game, the thing that kills them is that whole the ball's past me, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's hurt them in offense too. So yep. their second phase play was phenomenal against the Broncos. A, it was smart. Yep. And B, when the ball came out the back, that leads into your point about Johnson because Johnson's always going to be there. That's yeah. one of his great traits. Yeah. If there's second phase play, if there's an offload, yep. he's more than likely the guy that ends up with the ball. Yeah. Or supporting the guy who does. That's you know? it. Which yep. is where you you don't end up with a forward just getting an offload and taking yep. a hit up. Yep. But he had that many people because they were all pushing up in support, pushing up in support. 
Mix with that, the Broncos, the odd thing about them, they're usually a phenomenal sliding team. Yeah. It, it is almost impossible to go around the Broncos. They they were probably the best there was at the whole fullback coming up and, and adding another man, and Darius yeah. was great at selecting where he injected himself into the defensive line yep. to bolster it. But there, there were times when, like, you look at the passy try. Yeah. That... that yeah, he's a big man, and he was close to the line and going at pace. The Broncos don't usually make arm tackles, you know. No. So I don't know whether it was an off night or whether they well, they were they were clearly off. I mean, like as on as the Warriors were, the Broncos were clearly off. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of mistakes. I mean, even like you know guys like Osaka who never yeah fucking make mistakes. That's you know, like so even he was so so they were certainly not up to it. And you know, Bennett had had his. It was funny, like Bennett was blaming Origin almost, even though Origin wasn't that much of a thing <laughs> for the Broncos. It's like, oh, we've got games, we've got, we got, we got one of these games, yeah. Every year we've got one of these games, and, you know. So no, ben Hunt's not on your side anymore. Yeah. Milford got fucking dropped. <laughs> no, Corey Oates is a winger. And I don't know if he even touched the ball, did he? <laughs> the Origin game, I don't, think, I don't think it came out to no, him. That's oh, it. He carded it back a few times. I mean, he had a pretty easy night at the office. <laughs> But uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. The Broncos choking to the biggest chokers in the NRL. Embarrassing if you're a Brisbane fan. Cruzy 06. I know we lost, but what the hell happened to Stacey Jones? Hashtag KFC gap years. No, he's not a professional athlete anymore. Calorie in, calorie out, out of balance. Exactly. He's he's been retired for, you know. Have you never seen a retired football player? Fucking Cruzy. Well, the the ones on TV, obviously, the ones that hold together fairly. You're better than that. Yeah. That's a Stacey Jones level of fucking low-hanging Big Mac. Uh, Alpha Ben RL took the kids to their first Broncos game. Good to start them off with a loss thing. Is they going to be Queensland fans? What a drubbing. Oof. Uh, the biggest tiger. Uh, not that game, so I better save that one for the next one. Let's well, Warriors suck balls. His, his handle is I underscore am underscore A underscore warrior. Spelt with one R. Warriors wins the best save of the day after the longest refractory period ever. Oh, fuck, am I getting old? Hashtag <laughs> barring up again. Let's go on, Warriors. Di Matteo, it is far better than listening to the show when your team has demolished an inferior team in front of their inbred fans. Yeah. Hashtag nothing happened last week. Hashtag right in the Parsi. Hashtag it's Parsi's house. <laughs> uh, King Levius, getting a dominant win over a team is as good a feeling as pissing when you've been holding in for an hour. Getting a win over the Broncos is like blasting your load all over Margot Robbie's face as Scarlett Johansson tickles your balls. Hashtag suck that Mackie, you cheap cunt. Yeah. And uh, What did you think of the sin binning? I didn't think that the Warriors player, who was it? Um, What's his name? Fucking, he's like, it's like some kind of food. Satay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <coughs> <coughs> I knew I had the name back there. <laughs> I don't think he should have gone because they're saying that, like he, he went straight away because they're saying yep. like the elbow the thing, elbow. but I but I didn't feel that that was like a I don't know who who was renowned for like raising their elbow like Sam maliciously Bruce. yeah like I don't think it, I don't think it was that no I think he was just bracing and you know the, you know the height and the, you know the angle and blah yeah. blah blah I don't think I don't think it was like a you know they were saying you know when they had reserved the right to use a sim bin for like overt acts of you know foul play blah 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 I don't think that's it that's that's no. not that no. And in the punch, he's got to go. Yeah. But why, but why doesn't he go? You know, he goes for the Simbin, but then in the Manly Storm game, you know, old mate goes for the game. Like, yeah. there's just some disparities from what we've seen in the past in certain circumstances. Yeah, so I'm not quite it. sure. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, Sarte I'd, needed I'd to go. I'd love to know if the VO refs got in on that. Yeah, or it just felt like that, a you got to go, so you got to go. Like that's which, it. Which, and if that's the, if that's the case, that's a bullshit way to run no, your business. Players have rushes of blood. Yep. To me, that very much seemed like the referee had a. Well, you've thrown a punch. Yep. Something had to have started it. Oh, you're Andrew McCulloch, so, so for the, you to do something, it must have yeah. been it must have been foul play it's, to trigger you. So, yeah. Um, again, fucking, there's plenty of boxing schools around Brisbane. Don't they would do it as like a cardio sort of thing, wouldn't they? I mean, most don't football clubs do well, that. That was a pretty CrossFit looking punch, so. Yeah, but I mean, like as in like proper with like guys like the you know like bo- real boxing people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Josh underscore Gunton one. Imagine picking the Broncos in your tipping comp, forgetting the Broncos can't play in sunlight because you can't see auras in sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, guess Wayne regrets giving fucking Kaiser the job as the boxing coach. <laughs> yeah, that was a very Kaiser punch. Um, the West Tigers 20 to feed the Dragons 16 at Jubilee. Just a tick under 16,000 in attendance. And the Tigers 20 came from tries to Luke Brooks, Corey Thompson and David Nofaluma. SI Masters 3 of 3 conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons 16 came from tries to Hunt, Widdop and Dufty. And uh, would it be two of three conversions? I mean, Cook looked very good for the Tigers. Mate, I tell you, there's uh, it's gone. It's gone very quiet on the backtracking ones. I mean, there are Tigers fans that we know that are fucking Robbie for life, and they're loving it now because he's rejuvenated. Did you see? And he's like come the, back. The he's legit- on the end, like plural, or uh, I'm thinking Tigers yeah, fan. Yeah. He, but he legitimately, he has legitimately come back. Yep. a better player. Yes, dare I say. A far better player yes. than he was when he left. So it's probably not the you know the influence of Cook per se. It's probably more the instructions that Seabold gave to both of them for the game plan that South you know mm-hmm. implement these days. But fuck me, it's the best thing that's happened to the Tigers in a while. Yeah. And he was probably the best player on the field in this game. When when Robbie came back, I said that the the only way it works is if there is, if Robbie leaves all his baggage. You know, and, yep. and I've got no idea what's going on off the field. But it seems to me that that's what's happening. Because when Robbie Farah is at his best, he's doing less. Yep. You know, and he's doing less better. And and when he does decide to do something, it's not because it's like, here I go, I've got to load these, these guys on my back and, and do something. It's because here's a fucking opportunity. And I, yeah, that's it. Like, cause he set up, he set up that try, that try from the the run, the run from mm-hmm. dummy half off to the left to to yep. make the space, and he set up, you know, he set up the try with the, the, with that kick through, yeah, um, and just like just pinpoint shit too, yeah, um, and even like looking at that play as it unfolded the live, the camera was kind of behind him, and like the angle it looked like is like fuck, dude, you're only like ten meters out, you probably could have gone yourself and and mm, got over then. That's it. And But no, he's put the, the kick, like just unselfish kind of play. And then I look at the replay from the, the reverse angle from the dragon side. I was like, oh no, they probably didn't cover yeah, really covered. Good. But, um, you know, in Robbie brain, I'm thinking, yeah, I can, do, I can get that. <laughs> I can get that myself. But, you know, it's 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 a new, it's a new Robbie. And, and, um, and, and that is, that shows a, a great deal of, you know, whether it's self-awareness or just awareness mm-hmm. that, that he needed to switch something up. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Dragons, I mean, like, I don't want to say hashtag provoke the choke, um, but, you know, they've been, they've had the, the, you know, they had the Reggie versus Reggie or the kids versus kids battle where they got flogged by the storm in that last yep. 15 minute period. That's it. They've just pulled the, the shit out against Parramatta, yep. you know, after being, you know, hammered for the whole game and managed to just pull it out of the fire. Yep. This one, this exact same situation, except, you know, they, 
they had the last chance and they and they couldn't pull it off. It started after Penrith humbled them. Well, they kind of, I, th- I think they bounced back really. They, I think they bounced back surprisingly well from that. But then after that, then it start then then a slide yeah. started. So you know they need to they need to right their wrong. I read a statistic saying that I don't remember the exact numbers, so this is going to be fucking stupid. But something like out of the last five or six weeks of training, no. Out of the last, it was the last six weeks of training, the guys like Hunt and um, they've all been together once or something. They've, they've been together like they've they've been to like five training sessions over the last six weeks or something. Yeah, like, so, some, yeah, something yeah. something like that. Okay. Um, which you know isn't isn't great for for continuity and everything, but um, yeah, it's not. But the, and to think Dragons fans told me that Origin period wouldn't affect them. You can't have it both ways, can't? Yeah, that's it. And here's the thing, though: they're not the only team that's Origin affected. No, not at all. You know, um. And they still kept probably their their dominant half in in Wittab, except for the Denver Test. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it, the the doubts I had about the Dragons were about how they could maintain that intensity because mm-hmm. they they came in and they rolled and they were really the the best executors of uh, this new well, effective it's a, game plan. It's the it's the cornerstone of what they do though. They have to have they have to get that forward dominance. Correct. And it doesn't start until then. I mean fuck's sake, even Manly with their fucking, you know, weakened side, even they had them for you yeah. know, for like you know, almost the you know, the first half of the game, despite the you know, the possession they had. If they don't if they're not doing that thing with the, if you get you guys like Vaughan and and you know, aren't and, rolling forward like yeah. tanks, then those beautiful sweeps just don't they well, don't this, exist. This is what I'm gonna be interesting to see for the, the rest of the year. You know, you you look at that style that St George were playing at the beginning of the season. Is that sustainable through twenty six rounds? We're now we're now post Origin, and guys are you know that's when the the injuries picked up are starting to take their toll. Yeah, they're, they're not quite as quick. It's a little yep. bit harder to get up quickly. <laughs> Is that sustainable, or do we start to see? I, I guess the teams with the better strategists in them. But it's also just it's all it's also just the 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 management of of niggles and things like that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Maybe you know maybe they are they're keeping some in reserve through you know through this period. They've you know secured probably a top four spot, you know, or close yep. to it. And, and you know maybe just yeah, build up again. You know, build up again. I mean, maybe something they're doing behind the scenes. You know, yeah. they, they are they are kind of like taking it a little bit easier, and uh, you know, pushing for the mm. the right end of the season because you know the dragons are, are renowned. As you know, chokers or you know, Faders. like May premiers and you know all that sort yeah. of stuff. So you would you would like to think that uh, they are Ma- the Canberra Raiders of a full season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Devonhead. With all these hypocritical Tigers fans choking on Farrah's dick today after bagging for two years, I guess Dragons just got confused and went into default choke mode. You're still fucking decline, merchants. <laughs> uh, rusty heart up. It took time to warm up again, but the choke on the bus was finally turned off. Hashtag dead V. Hammers. Uh, something, something, choke, something, something. Um, it's actually something, something. Provoke. <laughs> something, something, choke. <laughs> Provoke the choke is the official hashtag for the Dragon Season 2018. One-Eyed Tiger. It's coming home. It's coming home. Ninth place is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Marler. Really? You didn't see that coming? The Tigers haven't lost a game with both Robbie and Benji in the team for like five years. <laughs> hashtag good stats. <laughs> And I, I think it's just tremendous that, that, that Robbie is, uh, he's come back a reformed and rebuilt player, rejuvenated, and um, with a steely eyed commitment to returning the Tigers to their rightful place. Nice. <laughs> <Of life. laughs> yes. The, 
Roosters 20 defeat the Titans 12 at Seabus, just over 10,000, which means there's probably about 23 people there. The Roosters, um, did I say Seabus or Hope Solo? You dumb fuck. Um, Roosters <coughs> tries to Momorovsky, O'Sullivan, and Farmer Silly. And we had SST with two conversions, Fergie with one, and a penalty goal to SST. The Titans, their tries came to Fotoeka and Wallace, two of two conversions to Flash. Talk about a fucking stat pad. Best thing for club loyalty ever is Uncle Nick fucking <laughs> debuting kids against the Titans. Guaranteed well, try on yeah, debut. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, seriously though, for, for the Titans, it was a, a much better performance than the, what they've put in recently. They didn't get the win, um, but they had a man in the bin for a long stretch, held him out, they, they they seem down and out, but they actually you know turned it around and tried That's to it. tried to pull it back. Um, there was a controversial try, to say the least. This. Well, yeah. It, did we get the justification? I know there was the. Oh I, yeah, it was wrong. I got the. I, I, was, I saw the Sutton thing that said, "Oh no, yeah, that was probably not a try." But it it, it was on the goalpost and his hand. Yeah. And then it went forward onto the ground yeah. before he grounded it. Like, yeah. is there something where, where the goalpost turns it into a live ball again that the I goal, don't know about? The goalpost about? is like a is like a portal that the, doesn't the, actually get... <laughs> I don't the, know. Seriously, you know, well, there's that thing of, you know, if the touches a ref and interferes, yep, yep. then play stops and it's yeah, a scrum yeah, to yeah, the attacking yes. team. Yep. Now, you know, you could argue that that's not entirely fair. But it is what it is, and that's the rule, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, and I remember there was a time, like probably like two or three yeah. years ago, where there was there was a team. I don't know, maybe the dogs that were like yeah. exploiting it. Yeah, I want to say it was Josh Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the Titans. That was just a a very classic performance, and their success is going to come from that workmanlike, just fucking grafting up the middle of the park, up the park. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the tries they scored were were just hard-working, tire out the middle, mm-hmm. and get there eventually. Yep. The Roosters just, again, did did enough. Missing a lot, a lot, of, lot of outs, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, um, so there's some disruption there for the Roosters that you know can't be overlooked. The, the fucking biggest liability for the Gold Coast Titans at the moment is Ash Taylor. And fancy saying that. Fancy, fancy well, being... Because it wasn't that many weeks ago where he was the shit... That's and, it. And, and the heir apparent for, you know, State of Origin even. Yep. So he's basically bottled it after he didn't get an Origin this Game 3. This is the other thing, though. You, you look at the Titan. You remember when the Titans had that fucking cracking year and they were on the up and then all of a sudden Jared Hayne lobs up there and they're Killed fucking... Killed their last four weeks again. or whatever. And then yeah. they... I mean, then they were brutally beaten by the, by the referees in the finals. Let's yes. never, never forget that, that wasn't were, Jared's fault. They were fucking... Yeah. <laughs> um, you know... Ash Taylor needs... I don't, I don't know if he needs a fucking rest. I don't know if he doesn't have a mentor. But, you know, um, Brennan's... A, and he's not young at the point where it's like, you go, you know, oh, he's that young, you know, full season blob. He's had a couple of years to... Brennan built a career, a coaching career, on shaping young players yep. to be able to do their job. You know? Can he not get anyone to the Titans? You know, they, they don't have that proud history where, you know, you look at Penrith and they've yep. got um, Brandy will go out and mentor Nathan Cleary. Yep. You know, um, 
Darren Lockie is definitely going to be involved with the halves at the Broncos. Yep. Yeah. Um, Andrew Johns will just fucking sell his ass to whoever will pay him the most. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, you, you would think that I, I, I mean, maybe it's you know it's it's foolish and you know like overly you know romantic and and but and sentimental. But I, I would think like to think there are players out there who are like. Motherfuck any other team. The only team that I will, yeah, like someone like Jeff Two, for example. Yeah. Like I, I, I will have sell my services to my team, but yep. jo, Joey's like Joey and Matthew for that matter as well. There's like fucking. I think I think show I've me the money. before. I heard um when Matty Jones was talking to Andrew Denton. Yeah. He I don't came know if out I saw it. and he said, um, he has some conditions on. Who, so he said he will help any team. Yep. And it's because, and I believed him when he said it, because of his love of the game, mm-hmm. he doesn't charge for his services. Oh, okay. And he won't go to them. They must send who they want him to talk to yeah. to his local. Okay. So, if, you know, he'll do sessions with any team yep. that wants him to. Yep. He won't charge. And they, so when Melbourne were using him... Yep. They were fly. I think it was Brody Croft and a, yeah, okay. a, an Addo car, a couple of the outside backs. Yeah, they'd fly them over to, to, to sessions. Okay, and they'd go down to his local field and, and yep. do it. So. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, fucking Ash Taylor. And then LG's on the you know mass so massively on the outer. It's not funny. Yeah. So, like he's he he may he may never see first grade at the Titans again. LG, I would love to know. Like I like if if that was the if that were the case for Bryce Cartwright. Totally understand it because yep. I mean he he like undisputedly fucking dogged it on multiple occasions. Yes. Video evidence. LG just kind of played bad. Yeah. And like play, and, and fuck like you know, Ash Taylor's done. You know, he's done that plenty of times lately, and yeah. I mean, so many players have done it plenty of times. And then you you know can you imagine an Ash, maybe an Ash Taylor Blake Austin combination? Yeah. You know, there, there's your classic combination of a you know. Well, you know, Ash Taylor, I guess I see as a game manager. Yeah. Great kicking game. Mm-hmm. And Blake Austin, the the big Freddie-like running six. Yeah, yeah. Over, um, over to England he goes. Yeah. But LG, I mean, if LG, if the price tag was cheap enough, I mean, obviously the Titans don't want him, but I mean, if they were going to get rid of him, they'd want to pick up as little of the, the mm. bill as possible. That's but I mean, it. fuck, man. Like, if he was on offer, I'd, I'd probably take him and try and, like, retrieve something out because I think he's a fucking good player. Yeah. But, I mean, he just needs... I think I think a, a change like a changed environment is like the, the first yeah, the first thing. That's it. Because I mean, that tends to reinvigorate players. I mean, then then you know you may you may find out that he he's actually just bad. But Look, you know, again, he's so young though. Like he's too. I think he's too young to be written off completely by a team that's not very fucking good in the first place. I'm only hypothesising here, but he carried a lot of that club on his shoulders for a long time. Like LG was yeah. the you know fucking yeah. great white and, and 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 yeah and like a lot of injuries and things like that yeah. too. So I mean, that's it. It's, yeah, don't yeah. know. Um, hammers. I'm always against blaming refs, refs for losses, but we've been royally fucked out of any chance of a fair go. Not saying we would have won, but we never had a chance. So when he says he he's always against blaming ref for loss, refs for losses, he doesn't actually mean always. <laughs> Not literally always. Asterisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always is a very long time that um elapsed in the time it took me to read that tweet. <laughs> Previews, okay, uh, for, was it round 19, the uh, Eels versus the Doggies Thursday night, the traditional 
Battle of the West that, uh, you know, in days gone by at ANZ Stadium would pull a cool 51,000 people in attendance. This time, well, I I, I guarantee you it's closer to (laughs) 5,151,000. But that's an easy thing to say because that's, you know, it'd be closer to 5,100 than than, than 25,000. All you punters out there that think that you're fucking, you know, expert gamblers and the analysis and this and this and this and this and this will you know end up making you money from punting. Yeah. Parramatta are a dollar sixty eight favourites in this game. So what's that about the doggies around like the two thirty mark? Two twenty. Okay. Betting companies have fucking algorithms input into them <laughs> to fuck you. Yes. <laughs> So what you're saying is it's a, it's a, you're Admiral Akbar in here. <laughs> That's bait. <laughs> it, it, there is no fucking way. Like, it, you know, if, if you fucking had anything else and they said, look, use this responsibly. Yeah. Because we are fucking designed for you to use this irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. When there's a fucking warning that says, do not chase your losses, they're telling you you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like we feel bad enough taking your money we have to tell you to stop giving it to us <laughs> yeah at, at, at least at, at least make us take you out to dinner first <laughs> um, having said that in the centres is Chapo's mate Carrot Holland <laughs> <laughs> look this is really hard this is really tough because two teams in the season this season that always lose but also look like world beaters for you know Either every, you know every yeah. other game or yep. for large tracks of games. Yep. Like it would not surprise me if the Eels came out and fucking blew them away, and it was over at half time. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me if the Dogs did the same thing. Exactly. This is a, a game that I've got no interest in watching, no interest in the result. However, I've got no fucking idea. It's gonna come because they both have very different strengths. Yeah. You know the the Eels forward pack is not their strong point. Yep. The Dogs have the ability to muscle up here. Mm-hmm. The Eels have some spark and creativity out wide. They've got Gutter, they've got French, they've got Hayne if he's on. Yep. Um, fuck me. You know, when in doubt, go the home side. I'm going to tip Parramatta here. Yeah, but it's not like, you know... It yeah. is a legit flip of a coin. Yeah, because not they're not like they're um, not like the home side either. I mean, they have as many home games here as the, yeah, as the know, dogs would too, you know? know but, um, yeah, fuck Man, I don't know. I mean, Parramatta certainly need it more, but I mean, either way, you know, one of these teams that are uh, in contention for the spoon, are, you know, they're taking points off the other. So That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sharks take on the Raiders, the early pub slot game uh, at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The uh, the Sharkies are relatively unchanged. They get Ramian coming into the centres, you know, Cape Cape broke, broke a finger or a thumb or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders, though, big, big outs in uh, terms of... Uh, Croker gone, uh, you know, and and coming in is Brad Abbey, who was barely good enough to play first grade for the Dogs before the swap. Yeah. Um, and they've lost Caesar as well. And they've lost Caesar as well. So see, yeah, because Caesar's named at this point, but I think he must have been pulled out afterwards. Um, mm. Yeah, he was named in the initial twenty-one. Yeah. Um, man, I just with with Abbey, I just I. Oh, I just, I think I'd rather have him on the wing, and have someone safe, and reliable like Kotrick and fullback. That's the thing. You, 
Maybe they might switch and play that way on in the game, but I mean, just as named, it just gives me such great concerns. Yeah, I I, I just think with you know, Croker's a well, he's never going to be a, that rep player that Canberra fans say he should be. He's still such an integral part of that team. Yeah, you know, and um, he's reliable. He's a reliable player. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what happens now that now with uh, with Caesar out. I mean, does that mean Austin will start with Williams? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's too much disruption at Canberra, Cronulla. Also, I think Cronulla are just, are just better than them anyway yes. at the moment. Uh, Broncos take on the Penrith Panthers back on the uh, Friday night slot for the Broncos at Suncorp. And uh, this one, James Roberts comes back in. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. comes back in. Uh, Jaden Stewart out. Uh, the Panthers, they're going to lose basically some of the kids and they get our DWZ, Mansell, Maloney, Cleary, Peachy all back. Yep. So basically, this, Big game. Is, well, this is the the amount of players we've got back. It may as well be the first game ever. Um, so if the Broncos don't win this game, then they just need to fold as a club. You know, we've got players affected by Origin. We got, you know, we we got a player coming back from having his fucking face peeled off, swapped with John Travolta's, and then back again. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, can you imagine how fucking disconcerting it is? for that fucking creepy Nicolas Cage uncomfortable laugh every time he gets in the fucking mirror after the showers after training. <laughs> fucking seriously. Yeah. Um, big test for Penrith. You know, Brisbane do, do grow an extra leg at Suncorp. Um, I'll be there and I've never seen Penrith lose at Suncorp. That's a fucking... That's a lie, isn't it? What? What about the finals last year? Well, they were robbed. They didn't lose. Oh, okay. Remember the fucking cheat? I was gonna say, don't you remember that game where that fucking where that dude died? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, now. that's exactly the fucking moment they were robbed because Peachy should have picked that up and streaked away, you know. I can't remember who was that they got killed. Corey Oates. Corey Oates, yeah. Oh, that's no, that's sick. Um, look, Penrith defended the series. I mean, this is it's not you know it's not full strength for the stage of season. It's, it's close to full strength. Yes. We're gonna get um, the Broncos, you know, similarly so. Penrith are a much better side than. There's no real reason that they should lose this game, and um, although the Broncos probably you know, arguably have more to play for because they're trying to preserve the, you know, any late late runs from the yes. outside the eight, that's it. Or the Tigers, uh, but Panthers, you know, they they want they're playing for top four and the premiership contention and all that sort of stuff. Plus, so, our dear friend Mr. Wars mm-hmm. will be at the game. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and. Um, it uh, you know, just makes it all the more sweeter. He's flying back for that game. No, it's just a happy coincidence that it's Penrith Brisbane oh, really? when he's coming back. So oh, okay. yeah. Is he back the whole weekend? Yeah. Um, the Knights take on the Titans in Newcastle. Uh, McCarthy out with the Robertson situation. Ross Dog is back in the. Honestly. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's a guy that would, be, would conceivably still be playing excellent in probably first grade. He'd probably be playing first grade, but I would be blowing up that he was taking the spot of somebody like Moses. But he'd actually be or... doing it though. Like he'd actually, he actually, he wouldn't be blowing up because he'd probably be playing well. Like yeah. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be leaving the position off anyone. He, he, unfortunately, he had some guys coming through below him that yeah. were phenomenal. Um, he had some late season injuries when last year he was with us. Uh, and you, you're right, he, he was the guy that was, you know, holy fuck, that was a front rower that just stormed through and took a bomb and mm-hmm. and scored a try. Yeah. Um, his history, he was of the same vintage as Clemmer. Yeah. And he was touted as probably the better of the two as they were coming up through the juniors at um, at the Dogs. Uh, injuries put him off. Yeah. You know, so he, he had a lot of time out. Yeah, you know, that, that, that Gold Coast, that Gold Coast there. Mm. You know, done its thing. I've had Tinder down on the Gold Coast crack in the last couple of weeks. I'd be playing like Latu as well. <laughs> and that also that also explains uh, Connie's problems, I suspect. <laughs> um, well, of course, we're picking Titans. Yes. Um, not with a great deal of confidence. I mean, they they they, they haven't bounced back with Pierce the way I expected. I, I expected. It's been, it's been a bit of a yeah. dead cat bounce. I was expecting something a bit higher. Yeah, look, I, I think it'll take them a little while. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, the Knights. Yeah, Tigers take on the Rabbitohs in Richmond, and Tigers lose by 50. Uh, ANZ, you know, Tigers, Chris Lawrence is gone. They bring Flower back in. Um, Chickham's in, so pack Chris Lawrence. Mm. Uh, the Rabbits, as well, they are really very few changes. Jason Clark comes in. Change. Uh, Martin goes back to the Reggies. And this is the biggest test of is Robbie a fuckhead still or not? <laughs> because this has the potential for him to make it all about him. Uh-huh. Um, Cook, I don't see is that sort of personality that that rival that he needs a rivalry to get up for something. He just and wants. It's not really a rivalry. I mean, it was very amicable. I mean, South didn't have to do it, but they let yep. him to fulfil his. They should be fucking. But tell, sweetest of sweet terms. tell me it's not on brand for Robbie Farrah to somehow turn this into, you know, even if he doesn't say anything, that he wants to show up Cook. It's like when he used to play Cameron Smith. This is the one time in our history together, probably. I'm the one lighting the candles here. I, be- I want to believe that Robbie's changed. I think, oh, I feel he's a different player. I don't think he, I don't think he is going to be like, I don't think he's going to make it better. I think he's going to do the, you know, the team first. That, that was you with the the protest trying to get Dennis Ferguson paroled, wasn't it? <laughs> what does that got to do with Robbie? Are you calling Robbie Farrah a pedophile? I'm saying Are that... Are you going on the record? <laughs> Allegedly. Jesus, fucking, fucking chill out. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, that's about the only thing that I can compare it to. I'm just seeing that the evidence of Robbie's return thus far like, has been that he's not like that, what you're saying. Yeah, okay, well, you know, Ferguson hasn't fucked any kids in a couple of years. Doesn't mean we let him out. That's because he's getting fucking Satan to fucking dick up his ass in in hell or wherever he is. Exactly, and Robbie's been in reserve grade. (laughs) I just, I'm I'm struggling to make, I'm I'm struggling to connect the metaphor. I'm saying supporting Robbie Farah is akin to saying, well, you know what, Hitler got a lot of stuff done. 
it's not like Hitler went through a stage where after all the after all the you know the, the after all the, the work with the ovens and whatnot, it's not like that he went and opened a fucking country full of orphanages. And, and, uh, they both did something horrific with ovens. That's true. And tiger, tiger, never forget. You know, it was like you know, I had a Volkswagen. It was a good car. <laughs> Souths are going to win anyway. Yeah, thousand well, points. Well, this is, you know, I think they've kind of got back on track like you said last, yeah. last week. And uh, I think the Tigers do have the, the, the desperation that they need to pretty much win every game on the way home and hope that the Broncos um, and the Warriors start losing. If Ivan can somehow convince them that they can make the finals and that they have something left to play for this season, yeah. then I will let Nathan go and join him because that is a fucking masterstroke. Well, I mean, they kind of did that last year. Last year, and they, and they played had a really good run for a period of season. Did they make finals? Well, no, they didn't. But I mean, you're not saying they made. You're, you're saying that that if you can convince them that there's something to play, and they make the finals. Oh, okay, they've yeah. got to actually make it. Well, the thing is, I mean, at this stage, they're just mathematical, aren't they? Because I mean, they are relying heavily on the losses of seven and eight. Yes. And uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to lose two more games than the Tigers. Correct. Uh, anyway, uh, wraps it up. Uh, Cowboys taking on who are they playing this week? Dragons. Well, up thirteen hundred feet. Look, the Dragons, to be fair, are a bit wobbly at the moment. Yes. However, while it's not ideal that it's up in Townsville, a game against the Cowboys is probably as close to ideal as you're going to get because you're going to get the, you're going to get tested in the forwards at least early. Yep, that's it. Hopefully, it gets to that stage where the where the Dragon forwards are like, oh, oh you, you, you know, slap me. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they actually you know they fire up and find some of the you know find some of the as long as the Dragons can play their own style of footy, yep. you know, their forward pack needs to realise that they're not going to win games by doing it harder. They're going to win games by doing it longer. Yep. You know, if they try to go into a bash battle with um, Tom Lolo and Matt Scott and those guys, they're going to get absolutely fucking creamed. Yep. But if they can weather the storm and outlast, and again, be faster and more energetic, they'll, they'll absolutely fucking dominate them. Yep. So I think it depends very much on how much uh, the $10 million man and uh, Matt Scott stand up. And, and honestly, like a, a back line that features Lachlan Coote and Justin O'Neill, like that's, not something, mm. that, that's not something to fear at all. Nope. And their bench with Ben Hampton, Sean Fenson, murderous Frank Molo and Corey <laughs> Jensen. Yeah, it, this, look, the Dragons should, by all metrics, win this game and win it well. Yes, and it would be an eternal fucking tattoo of brand of shame on their choking aspirations if they were to somehow find a way to lose this game. <laughs> I agree. Warriors take on the Storm over in New Zealand. That's smart. Should be a good game this one. Storm get their Origin guys back in. Warriors obviously on a high after beating the Broncos in their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand. I feel, like the, I feel like the Warriors of last week were in this game. Yes. Comfortably. Yes. But the problem is that saying the Warriors of any week are impossible to predict with any degree of accuracy. Yes. Because of what you're going to get. However, if they actually have the forward you know, interchange where if they can get them on top, they can keep pounding. Like they did the Broncos. If they can keep pounding, <laughs> then they won't allow the Storm to get into any. 
sure, you know, Cameron Smith is still a master of non, non yeah. of the game when, yep. when he's on. And he only really, he doesn't even purport to dominate the field. He really just needs to hold their own. Correct. You look across that Melbourne team, and it's hard to spot the weakness. Yeah. You know, um, realistically, they they should come over the Warriors. I think yeah. if, if anything, maybe the Warriors have a little bit of physicality in the forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm going to tip the Warriors at home here. Yeah, well, this this is one that we're if, if I were playing the last man standing, I'd be like a line because I really don't know who they are. Correct. Not a happy hunting ground this year. No. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Roosters, but look, no changes to the Manly side. Uh, I, I am happy that now that they're going, okay, you know, Kenny Hunting has like, finally said, okay, Tom Hartman is going to bring the team out of time, bring the halves, and you know, let him go and see, and, and you know, just, just yeah, see how he goes. Yep. I, ideally, I, I, I would really love to see. Roosters with some key ins as well. Some key, yep, some key ins with the Roosters. They weren't great last week. They had a lot of outs, though. Um, but they get those effort guys like Radley and, and Manu back. Yeah, exactly. So. The Roosters never, they, they never really put it together this season completely. Yeah, they've had a game or two here and there. The, their game versus the Panthers was probably the, the most Roosterish. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we, we expected of them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, like, you know, both sides, I mean, us, uh, Close game last time. It was a two-point game last time. Hopefully, uh, the Roosters haven't got it together after all these things coming in for another week. And, uh, and Manly can jag one, but I think the Roosters would have to be deserved favourites, though. The other thing is Cooper Cronk mm-hmm. versus DCE. Yeah. Well, the one, yeah, the guy that clearly is keeping Cherry out of the side. I mean, you see you see Billy Slater afterwards, like, oh, I love you, Cherry. Wasn't well, here's the thing. Cher- the Cherry guy. Evans. In this one, yeah, Bill, Billy's a fucking snake. Yeah, isn't he though? He can just sniff homeless cunts, <laughs> even in the future. Um, but imagine Cooper Cronk is liquid nitrogen, and DCE is your penis. So when a so tank of liquid nitrogen, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, imagine what your penis would do. When liquid nitrogen's coming close to it, that that slow <laughs> retraction it's amazing. That's what back into yourself. <laughs> you're still pretty. You're still wondering what's going to happen here, but it's just slowly disappearing, yeah, never no, to be seen again. Which he won't, because he is not clutch in any sense of the word. He's he, the... Fucking, he only he only won. He only forced about three hundred and fifty dropouts in Origin. Could scored the match winning try. Fucking should have been man in the match, but they're too busy fucking. And you game. had a go at GT three fifty one for supporting soccer. You're you know, you're three Bacardi breezes away from being a state trader. All I'm doing is appreciating the ability of a player on a football team. 
Yeah, okay. So, well, maybe you should try sometime. Let's not be so biased. Well, no, I'm saying that the stop, Ruth... Stop, stop being so biased and look at rugby league as a whole. I'm saying Cooper Cronk's much better than Daly Cherry Evans. Oh, I'm saying Cooper Cronk is absolutely cooked. <laughs> and the two-thirds of his superpowers were the friendships that he's broken through his selfish actions. So that, that, you see, this is how close you are to becoming a Queenslander. You think that by me saying Cooper Cronk's better, you're begging for that justification for somebody else to say that DCE's great. Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's undoubted that DCE's great. I've seen it. Premiership winning, fucking state of origin game winning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam. Okay, to the mailbag. Uh, memberships have started flowing in. Free, they're all gone now. Um, Christ the mind, it was a it was a fucking it was an absolute mission to get all the the packing them was easy this year because I mean, it's all sort of small stuff. Yes, but just the paperwork and especially for we had this is the biggest year of international members we've ever had, and the paperwork on international packages is bullshit because it's, you know, it's like everything's quadrupled because you know yeah. you've got like your copy, you've got customs copy, Australia Post copy, the receivers copy, like that. customs declarations bullshit. Um. For international people, I put them down this year. I put them down as gifts, I think, just to try and if you're in a country that tries to charge your fucking VAT on, mm. on entry and stuff. Because like I know English guys in the past, and I think Perm in Belgium, they got just absolutely ass fucked. It almost doubles. Yeah. They got to pay for it again almost as yeah, when it hits the fucking post over there. So, um, but yeah, starting to see the photos come in. Uh, from what I understand, I think the Queensland members would have got theirs probably Monday. Yep. Um, Victorian ones got them on Tuesday for some reason a lot of Sydney uh, and New South Wales ones I believe are arriving today so right, let's be specific in, shit places in Sydney and New South well, Wales well yeah, yeah. northern beaches and Newcastle Newcastle yeah yeah but I mean even even like you know, Blackwell doesn't get his he's arriving today I think as well so yeah uh, fuck yeah he doesn't live in one of those two places Wait, Blackwell give your old one to the fucking GST sign cunt and then break the sign and say look you've got an upgrade exactly mate. But that'll take Blackwell. Blackwell, yeah, he won't stand out as much as if there's more than one of the scarves. Oh, he'll stand out. You can't not stand out if you're Blackwell. He, he loves it. He, yeah, that's true. Uh, King Levy said, got my membership package today. Fucking tops. How good are the stickers and that extra item? is fucking mad. Goes so well with the scarf. Nail it, boys. I would, I would agree. I'm glad that the feedback we're getting is because, like, I'm actually like looking at the packs and everything. I was the most. It's the happiest I've been with the overall with the packs uh, ever. Yes. Um, Dayman sent us a tweet. He says, I, I was in the pool. <laughs> so I don't love the Tool Nation script on the reverse side and the beanie. And he sent, he sent us a photo to so check our, uh, our, uh, our mentions. And um, his old one that we mentioned previously that had been through the, the wash or something. Yes. And uh, wow, it's way smaller than I thought it was. Because believe me, the new scars are the, are the are dimensions yep. of the old ones. They so are. you see, it's like it's like a third of the <laughs> It's like, it's like back, back in, I don't know, in, in the olden days before we had all these, yeah. cl- you know, where you get the twisties and you, the twisties pack and you put in the, and make shrinkies the out of them. Yeah, the oven, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like. Um, Twill Magician, uh, he said, I just Googled the Super League Marvel jerseys. Fuck me dead. I was right. The designer died. In the, snap. the designer died in the snap. Those are the worst shirts. They really are. And I think they might have killed the Marvel thing for Australian clubs too. They're that bad. Um, oh no, that was your, the movies. The movies are fucking sensational. What are you talking about? No, they're tanking. Oh, fuck. Disney are losing money. Oh, for fuck's sake, they are not. Shut up, you. People fucking... can't even watch Ant Man and understand what's going on if they haven't seen the others. That was a funny tweet. What a fucking moron. Dead set. Like. <laughs> Admittedly, I mean the fact that they didn't it meant that the the, the post credit scene, which is the fucking best post credit scene ever, 
but yeah, I mean, if you hadn't seen you know some other stuff, it would it would have been you know, lost on you. But I mean, I think right now, how many movies was in the the whole lead up to like the Thanos thing? Was it nineteen or something? Oh. Considering considering that they yes you fucking do. Oh, I know. Yeah, you do. Oh, I know. You seen Infinity War? No. Yeah, you fu- you fucking have so lion can't. Bullshit. I've seen outskirts that have been illegally downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you wouldn't pay to see your own one, your DC ones either though. No, oh, no one does. I support quality content. <laughs> now you've just fucking now, you, now you've just fucking skewered uh, yourself. Arnold created by some cunt that fucking idea thefted everything he's ever done. <sighs> God. Superman was fucking th- thieved from fucking Nietzsche. Um douchey <laughs> <laughs> two struggling Jewish artists which is probably why Chapo doesn't like um, but and then Thieved actually has only been recently recently yeah but then it recently, he recently did get the uh, they retrospectively how does that work out financially for his descendants must be okay uh, the, the estate gets a nice yeah, yeah. Nice a fucking nice it would want to be more than nice it would want to be spectacularly fucking empire building life changing for the yeah. entire bloodline exactly. sort of money yeah um yes. douchey douchey having a plate and bowl playoff like the sevens in the NRL would be great also a third place playoff too much sport is never enough as a quote from Roy and HG tell that to the people that aren't fucking going to the Parramatta Canterbury game this <laughs> Thursday <laughs> but you would if it was like a curtain raiser for the actual real final you know what I mean like you'd be there anyway for the real final game you'd go earlier to see another NRL level game right maybe I don't know no you know what they could do they could make the playoffs for the the, the like the plate or you know the tarred cup or whatever you want to call it they could have the grand final for that at Suncorp so then Queenslanders would have something to, to, to watch and they'd stop bitching about That's not getting true. a grand final so you have got a grand final that is true it's a grand final of the tarred cup yeah as befits your less capacity stadium yes the Wayne Bennett genetics <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes again. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, uh, Dayman again, he said, I read the Tard Cup winners. They should still get a premiership ring, but maybe it's an onion ring or a burger ring. Otherwise, killer idea for curtain raising games. Um, this this uh, twill lookalike thing, This is it's, uh, it's starting to take off. Uh, we, we had one from Neil Maddow, 10. He said, lookalikes, Jason Taylor and the nerd from Can't Hardly Wait. Yes. And there's a screenshot there that you can see. I think that that, that, that fucking... Biscuit ass Jason Taylor face photo. You know, you know the one. You can yeah, check. You, everyone can see it in their mind's eye. I mean, like it's that. It's the one that always gets trotted out because it's the most unflattering photo ever. Um, I, I think. I mean, he, I dare say he looks. I mean, if you if you did Photoshop that and made his skin tone green, it would look like the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Maybe give him a bit of length on the nose, a bit more length on the nose. Um, Stuart Marler said, this is this is maybe my favourite one yet. Stuart Marler said, if we're playing rugby league lookalikes, can someone please tell me when James Roberts is going to go down for killing Patrick Swayze and Ghost? Yes. <laughs> hey, fuck it. I forget the actor's name, but yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, just in general stuff... Um, I made a donation on behalf of Tool Nation to um, Biggest Tigers Dry, uh, Dry July thing. So, uh, you know, and if anyone wants to do that individually, you know, check out our mentions where I'm um, from Biggest T and he'll, uh, you'll have it in there. Um, now, with the Twill merch, I had people asking me, like, um, can I get one of those old Refault scarves? Or can I get, like, you know, have you got any hoodies left or whatever? And I'm like, oh, fucking all right. So I did a big stock take of all the shirts, keychains, uh, those scarves are, are, are gone now instantly and, and, and always will be for members only. Yeah. But um, 
hoodies, shirts, going back to literally the first shirt we did, um, a couple of other ones like you know like Run TMB, like found a couple like a couple of each sort of thing, and um, it still works. Well, they've got like you could you could choose like you know Madalino or you could choose um, fucking who's the other one? SN Masters. There's an M. There M's Moses and Boy. There's an M. Um, then the T, the T's you've got. Um, well, Brooks is still Brooks, and then and and, and T you got twelve. You've got um, Corey Thompson. Um, there are people there. Yeah, the point is, it still works. I actually had I actually th- had to think of that and wrote it on the listing as well. Like it doesn't, you know. Um, so very like limited sizes. The size that they are, that's it. And once they're gone, they're gone. But there is like literally, you know, a dozen items up there now from the past. And some of them, some more than other, you know, more stock than others. And so go nuts and grab them, and they're all super cheap, just clearing them out because um, turns out they take up quite a lot of space. And uh, so get on there, just go to the the, the, the thisweekinleague.com and uh, the store, click on store. Yeah, you should and buy them because otherwise, there's going to be fucking some poor cunt kid in Africa that hasn't eaten in a month wearing a run TMB t <laughs> not knowing what he's doing to himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, that's it. That's full time for episode two ninety six. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always. Yes, yes. Before, look, I understand there was a system in place by which the points were awarded, and yes, under that system, if it was four three two one to each team, then obviously when you've got Tedesco, Cook, Jakey T, Tommy T, and Maloney in game one and two, yep. racking up the points. They're going to cannibalise points off each other because there's arguably like you know Tedesco got four in one game, Tommy T got four in one game, you know whatever Cook got one at four in one game, Loney got four in one. Who fucking knows? But they're going to cannibalise points off each other. Yep. Even though Slater didn't play the first game, if he went four and four, then but I, I, I get I get that, but that that tells me the system is fucked. Yes, if, look, even if it's four three two one for both teams, mm-hmm. you still face the same problem, right? Now it's come out that Billy Slater got seven points. Yes, so he got so he got we got three and then four or four and then three. Four and then three. Yeah. That was the okay. score. So they called him best on ground in game two. Yeah. Losing game. Now, then you said they say that no other New South Wales player got close. So let's say just hypothetically. That so that would be f- seven. Is four, is, so five's close or six? Let's say six and five that they consider close. So a player didn't get more than four. Four. Yeah. So that means Damien Cook Pulled like wasn't even one, one, one or one, two. Because to be best on ground, and you, well, what what that says is it says that a new a New South Wales player in games one, two, and three. Let's say game three, it would have been say like say with Tommy T. So he's got four points there. The way that he defended with you can't tell me he wasn't in the points in game one. And and game two really because he played a fucking cracker of a season. You can't tell me that let's say let's say Cook in game one got four or Maloney got four. Yep. Sure, Maloney probably didn't get any points in game three because he's pretty shit. Yep. But in game two, he, he could have got one. He, well, he, yeah, he should have got at least two or three. Yeah, and let's say game one, Tedesco could have got four. Tedesco yep. should have got you know he could have got two in each of the other games. There's your. It's just I understand that something happens. A result is given through a system, but that just means that the system is fucked. Yeah. My sticking point is here, right? You also have that there's three people that are judging, mm-hmm. right? If you have such a small fucking judging panel, the likelihood of this shit happening, I can 
goes through those leagues. Mm-hmm. And look, and while I understand that these the three guys are rugby league, you know, legends, yeah. you know, very experienced players, coaches, uh, you know, or you know, not the case of Lockie, but you know, so very experienced player. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that, that they did something dodgy. However, at least two of those players have a very fucking strong personal, emotional connection to the players they are judging. Mm-hmm. You know, Mal Meninga coached Billy Slater, and Billy Slater was instrumental in Mal Meninga's dynasty. Mm-hmm. You know, Darren Lockyer played with him through those years as well, and yep. sort of, you know, handed that leadership of Queensland mm-hmm. to him and his Melbourne yep. peers when he retired. Yep. You know? Laurie Daly's a fuckhead. Laurie Daly. Disgruntled ex-employee <coughs> of New South Wales. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Um, I honestly thing... don't know how English didn't get four points in game two either but just you know, I thought he so, was the fucking best player so the way that they're going to be judging the points they, yep. they might not even be doing it intentionally but oh it's Billy and it's his last series and well fuck Queensland aren't going to win well, you know, we have to sell some fucking newspapers I don't know what it was like watching on television but at the ground for an hour it was non-stop filleting Billy Slayer yeah. And then they did a little thing where they filleted, you know, the a, a, an assortment of you know non-deceased Queensland captains, like Talis and Cameron Smith and Gilly, and uh, you know, a couple of others. Fuck, there you go. Okay, so um, the the problem I have though is Darren Lockyer mm-hmm. made a statement. Now this was a fucking verbatim on the record statement, where he said, the three of us even sat down and considered changing our decision. Yeah. Now, that has fucking alarm bells all over it. And Darren Lockyer, I am fucking questioning your credibility. Mm-hmm. I am fucking questioning your integrity. It, that is a dumb shit thing to say. Yeah. If you have the ability to alter your decision, then the integrity of the process is completely fucking gone. Correct. If you have the ability to sit down and say, well, look, this is how the numbers came out, then... Then, then really, what's the point of even having fucking numbers in there? The the fact that people can can change what they've decided to influence an outcome that is potentially politically sensitive in the NRL community, be it a good thing or a bad thing, means that the award it is just a fucking farce. It is a sideshow. I don't care if at State of Origin you have the ability to award an award for distinguished service to your state. And that means that when somebody like Billy Slater is going out of the game, that they would then have, okay, we're going to, because this is your last game, it's at Suncorp, we're going to award this medal to you for for your service to Queensland and all your great victories and all the, the people you've kicked in the head and all the fucking homeless people you've taken a photo with. That's great. He gets his moment in the sunshine they get nice photos for the back page of the Courier Mail. Everybody moves on with their life. Don't try and fucking disguise what you're doing as best on ground. You know? Because if, if that's the case, then all of a sudden now, trying really hard, doing a bunch of shit that proved to be fairly fucking ineffectual, makes you best on ground. Yeah. Get fucked. Over across an entire uh, across a series that you lost and only played two of the three games in exactly but, yeah and 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 you know with this kind of judging it's the same sort of thing except protracted over a much longer period of time with the Dally M's as yep. well which is how like you know Kale and Ponga <laughs> can get a point in a game when Newcastle yeah. get flogged it, um, 
like I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't have the answers, but I mean, surely that you know, ballots and things. There's, there are things in other sports that people don't just dispute, or you know, I don't know. Who knows? Fucking do it. Do it. Let, let the fans vote. <laughs> Fuck it. We, we all got it right, <laughs> or, or more right. Yeah. I don't think anyone would pick Billy Slater. Put it that way. No matter how biased you were. No. I don't think anyone would pick Billy Slater. No, not at all. Um, you know, if you removed all media intervention from it and like the whole, you know, sucking Billy off for, you know, that entire yeah. evening, I don't think that, you know, but um, yeah. I'm just joking about the fans. So don't let the fans do anything. That's fucking, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Caelan Ponga would have got it for game three. <laughs> <laughs> Caelan Ponga would have won player of the series for Origin despite playing for like three minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, now that is it for episode 296. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. Uh, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League as well. Hey, last, like, I'll do it this week as well. Last week, uh, I, I, I got like a cold, a cold call email from um, from a place that said, look, you know, if you're doing like audio stuff or podcasts, you know, whatever, uh, you know, we've got this app that you can use to, to make video sort of snippets of it, you know, and, and, you know, if it's audio, then, you know, you can do overlays and, you know, yep. all this sort of shit. And I thought, okay, what's the catch? I just looked, it seemed like spam and whatever. So but I just, I, I searched them up on Google and had a look and there's a lot of, you know, big places, you know, media entities using them. Oh, fuck it, I'll give it a go. It's free. So, you would have seen the video, like instead of just like a thumbnail for the episode, it was like a little video with the first, 30, you know, thirty seconds of the show on it. Um, looking for feedback on that, um, I can tell on Facebook, like I look statistically, like the engagement that it got was through the fucking roof compared to normal. So I will probably keep doing it, but always interested in uh, hearing what you, the listeners, think as well. Um, what else? Oh, reviews iTunes reviews, uh, as always, best way to help the show get some visibility on iTunes and everything like that. I mean, we're pretty pretty solidly. We're always in the weather. I think we've got a perma spot in the what's hot now, so uh, that's a great thing. But you know, it's always great to bash up the rankings. That you know, hit the subscribe button. The more subscribes we get, or unsubscribe and then resubscribe. I don't know if it works, but um, that stuff helps out. We had a review from our buddy, the biggest tiger. He said, "Don't do league without it." Five stars. Rugby league is the greatest sport on earth. Naturally, it has then att- attracted the greatest asterisk fans on earth. However, not every sport has a great podcast league, especially uh, Australian Rugby League has been blessed with this twill. It combines the romance of the gameplay, the backslapping banter of friends at a barbecue. It produces strong political and cultural tropes while also soaking itself in the worst expletives the internet has to offer. Listen to the podcast and welcome to Twill Nation. They've got hashtag run TMB. So, um, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Um, Appreciate you, the 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 most wholesome, uh, most wholesome rugby league fan on Twitter. Yes. Um, so take yourself to the iTunes and the podcast section. Check out what's hot. You'll see in the sports and rec. <laughs> You'll see our thumbnail there. Clicking there. Choose a rating. Leave a review. Thank you very much. Tipping punching prolapse lead has been sliced to three uh, after having a pretty bad round on the tips. Season number one on ninety two, followed by Robbo three back. Then uh, Manola, Mario Sigs, Mitch, Alpha Ben RL. Ben Diggity, Jared Ash, Frag Dog, and Pele. So now it's a spread of six points from top Ooh. to tenth, top to tenth, and I guess everyone's back in play again with quite a few rounds of action to to go. Uh, the last man standing. You got that email? I sent you all the people in there. Yeah, um, I do. Um, much much smaller field this time. I think we only gave him a week. Yeah, to, that's right. To get on board. Um, I know Kim Jobson is still in, in there because he sent it through. He, he just yeah, in our field, mentions. Field is down to eight. All right. And I imagine there's a couple of games this week that seem to be fairly gimme-ish, I guess. So, yeah, you'd think so. So uh, I think they'll keep fighting. We'll see. Uh, hopefully we can get another one out You Just know, before the end of the get, season. Get your fucking tips in. 
before kickoff of the first game. That was the biggest reason people went out last round. Just for getting tired of it too, yeah. Yep, you know, trying to sneak him in on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. All right, and uh, best of luck. Uh, Supercoach, the cheap seats on top, bought not bread, Captain Robbo, cuck with number three with a bullet, pineapples for the pokies, Sam Seals dropped from first to fifth, Uh, the pool of death, junior mints, meme queens, grey ghosts, and super turbo bros. And... Now, because I know you love Odie McOatface uh, so no, much of the team, no. I thought I'd actually check to see where because you know he was on the he was hovering around the, yeah. the teens, you know, like sometimes poking into the That's top it. ten. Forty eighth. This is what happens when you fucking deviate from your game plan. <laughs> fucking Toto's terrors had been a stalwart for fucking ever. Pretty much ever since we've been offering up super coach leagues. And I'm I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. <laughs> and that's it. That's all we've got time for. See you next week. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.